Welcome to the MCAS Miramar 5G podcast series hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. 5G, the fourth industrial revolution, is modernizing our nation at an impressive rate. As a strategic initiative, defense agencies must focus on communications, energy management, connected vehicles, drones, and base security as benefits of a 5G implementation. In part one of the MCAS Miramar 5G podcast series, we'll speak with Lieutenant Colonel Brandon Newell, Director of SoCal Tech Bridge at Naval X, as well as Steve Lamb, Director of Network Field Engineering at Verizon, and Paul Gukin, who is the Vice President of Engineering at Qualcomm, who will all explore how 5G was made possible at the Miramar base. And Lieutenant Colonel Newell, Steve, and Paul, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Matt. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, it's great to have you all with us today. And let's start at the top and we'll go with Lieutenant Colonel Newell. If you don't mind, tell us about your journey to 5G. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So this actually started in 2017 with nothing to do with 5G. You know, we started an autonomous vehicle proving grounds at Miramar in San Diego to try and create opportunities for us to better understand the disruption in the market as the Teslas and the OEMs of the world were starting to push into, you know, level four and level five autonomy. And so we did that to create a space to have collaborative opportunities where we could better understand the technology and better understand the concepts of employment. So in 2017, we started that autonomous vehicle proving grounds. Not long after we received a call from Qualcomm, you know, we have the benefit of Qualcomm sitting right outside the gate of our base. And when they called, I said, we were waiting to hear from you. You know, we didn't know who would call, but we knew someone would. We knew that it was a unique opportunity to leverage roads, airspace, and, you know, small cities in a way that couldn't be done in the regulatory environment outside of our bases. And so with that relationship, we started a collaborative research and development agreement with Qualcomm, where they started leveraging our autonomous vehicle proving grounds for their own developmental progress and testing on what they were doing for the OEMs of the world. At that time, we started to learn what this thing 5G was. I mean, if you recall in 2017, 2018, you know, people had heard the buzz around 5G, but no one knew what it was. And I think even the industry was struggling to articulate what that might be. And so we started to see that firsthand from Qualcomm and seeing their kind of behind the scenes development of what they were doing for connected vehicles and how vehicles would talk to vehicles or infrastructure or even my cell phone as I walked across a pedestrian walkway. And so with that, we knew that 5G was a huge disruptor to the future and not just around vehicles, but in so many markets. And so we knew at that time around 2018, we needed an opportunity. And then that's when Verizon entered the picture. We have a great relationship with the city of San Diego We build collaborative markets in this region to work on things together. And so around smart cities, we had been partnering with the city and they sent over Verizon because of what Verizon was doing with them out in town. And so when we first met with Verizon in 2018, started talking about 5G, what it meant to the future, all the markets that it was going to disrupt and unlock opportunity in, we thought we had found the right partner to start figuring out what that meant. And so, you know, I'm thrilled to be here today with Qualcomm and Verizon and to kind of tell that story. And because it's not just about what we're doing on the base together, but it's really, you know, a national story. It's about what government and private parties can do together, you know, to unlock the future. 
That's great. Thanks for those insights there, Lieutenant Colonel Newell. And that's actually a perfect segue into my next question, which is really, you know, what did the process look like? And you mentioned collaboration. So my question is, how did collaboration make this all possible? And perhaps we'll start with Steve and then we'll switch to Paul for this one. Yeah, thank you. It is really a very complex process to, you know, actually light up a 5G node or an RF solution on a military base, and it definitely does take a village. We in Verizon, you know, we have our own acronyms and, you know, we don't speak the same language as the military base does. And it can take a very, very long time to, you know, get a solution up. We've experienced that across multiple bases, across, you know, multiple services. A little while ago, we kind of cracked the code with the Navy in San Diego, lighting up a lot of 4G small cells. So we applied that same learning curve at Miramar. And while, you know, starting in 2018 to come here in 2020, we, that seems like a long time. That is actually a very, very short time considering all the bureaucracy and other challenges that two large institutions, both government and private entities, have to go through in order to realize a site on air. And it was a challenge, but Definitely on both sides, both the Marine Corps with Lieutenant Colonel Knoll, and then also on our side, both of us wanted to get this done. And we escalated at each level, working through the challenges to make it happen. And it happened. So it was a great partnership to make this happen. That's excellent. Paul, anything to add to that one? Yeah, thank you, Matt. So as mentioned by Lieutenant Colonel Newell, we are neighbors, Qualcomm HQ and the R&D Center is less than three miles from the gates of Myanmar. So when we first started to collaborate in 2016, when we were doing research into the drones and whether the drone devices could be managed over the cellular network. And at that time, of course, you know, this is a very restricted airspace over Myanmar, but we worked with the base and with the FAA, removed a lot of red tape and eventually got approval. And, you know, this was a win-win situation. Qualcomm was able to look at this uh, new vertical and the challenges. And Miramar would then get insight into, okay, what's going to come in the future? You know, these delivery drones and other types of drones, what does it mean for base security? So that was really where that collaboration began in 2016. And then we intercepted with Lieutenant Colonel Newell's initiative on the base with the autonomous vehicles. We had an autonomous vehicle program. We also have a program looking at using cellular for vehicle to vehicle, vehicle to pedestrian, vehicle to infrastructure. And so we had this collaboration agreement to do on-site testing using some of the more you know rural roads on the base and then using the inner you know city type setup that the base has with stop signs and traffic signals. This was a perfect opportunity for Qualcomm to, within a short distance, have our R&D teams you know, working hand in hand. And, you know, these are two, just these two verticals of, you know, airspace and autonomous vehicles, autonomous airborne vehicles and ground-based vehicles are, you know, safety critical. And this is where we were looking at 4G networks and studying, you know, some of the opportunities to improve moving to 5G. And so a lot of this work informed the 5G technology. 
and we pushed some of that learning into the standards as well as the implementation on the uh, products that, that Qualcomm delivers for 5G. So there you're looking at you know things like ultra low latency, um, ultra high reliability, those things that you would associate with you know verticals such as autonomous vehicles, medical and you know industrial applications. And so today, here we are, 5G. This is the second year of 5G deployments. And we're just thrilled to see uh, our partners, Verizon, install 5G on the base and see Miramar really explore the applications for just serving the population on the base, as well as developing new applications on the 5G network. That's great. Thanks for those insights there, Steve and Paul. And for our last question, let's dive in a little bit deeper on how has partnering with the private sector accelerated the rate of innovation? And we'll go with Lieutenant Colonel Newell on this one. Yeah. So when you look at the Department of Defense and how we're structured for research and development today, we are falling further and further behind the power curve when you compare us to Silicon Valley and the commercial sector. You know, it's not just that they are investing 4x in research dollars, corporate ventures and venture capital to our government dollars, but it's that they make capitalistic decisions and we make bureaucratic decisions. And so we recognize that we are being left behind. And then they also don't look to us as the market as we once were. You know, we are no longer the market that led to the Internet and to GPS, you know the results and the returns that industry is seeing outside of the government is moving so quickly. And so the government has to think of different ways to engage, to earn its seat at the table. And so this is a way that we have started doing this here in Southern California, is that we build collaborative markets. We find areas of emerging technology that we know are passing us by that would be late to the table on. We find and identify collaborative partners that share a vision like the 5G Living Lab and what Verizon shared with us. And then we build around that vision. And so all along, you know, we're allowing ourselves to track along the understanding and the knowledge that Verizon has about how 5G works in a network. We're able to partner with Qualcomm and leverage the understanding of how that the intricacies of the waveform and the receiver on the distant end, whether it's a connected vehicle or whether it's a sensor suite. And so with that, we're not only learning the technology, but we're also learning the concepts of employment that we're seeing in the commercial market. And then we look for the precedent that that sets in our missions, whether it's on a base here in the States or whether it's for a deployment in the future. You know, we have about a 10 year cycle to develop requirements, build around that with prototypes, and then eventually have a program of record that will not cut it in the future. It doesn't cut it today. And so building around collaborative markets and generating opportunity like this with the autonomous vehicle proving grounds and with 5G Living Lab is one of the only ways that we can start to right that wrong. That's great. And then what a great way to end this episode of the MCAS Miramar 5G podcast series, where Lieutenant Colonel Brandon Newell, Director for SoCal Tech Bridge at Naval X, was joined by Steve Lamb, Director of Network Field Engineering at Verizon, as well as Paul Gukin, who is the Vice President of Engineering at Qualcomm. And these gentlemen were kind enough to discuss how 5G was made possible at the Miramar base. 
And please stay tuned for part two of this podcast series, where these leaders will discuss how this collaborative effort has resulted in impressive potential technology innovations, how the Marines will be utilizing these new capabilities, and how other agencies can take the first step towards 5G implementation. And Lieutenant Colonel Newell, Steve, and Paul, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.